I'm Jordan Lewis, and here is your local news. U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan held a press call yesterday to address different legislation and issues across the country that impact Alaska's fishermen. Of particular note to Southeast was Sullivan's comments regarding the Wild Fish Conservancy's lawsuit against Alaska troll fishermen. Well, I've been very focused on this issue. I raised it in my speech to the legislature when I was in Juneau last January. We led the delegation filing of an amicus brief, both at the federal district court level and now we just finished filing an amicus brief, the congressional delegation at the Ninth Circuit. What we are hoping for is an injunction at the Ninth Circuit, uh, either a stay from the court and then this biological opinion in place as ordered by the court. Now, it is our hope that this revised biop will be in place to satisfy the issues that the district court raised, and that is why we have been pressing NOAA, NIMS, to get this opinion out as soon as possible. If the court's decision remains the same, it would have a devastating effect to Southeast. Now, they got a lot of work to do, and it's a bunch of good scientists, but we have been pressing them to get it out, get it in front of the court as soon as possible, because we got the deadline of the July 1st opener. And as you know, being in Juneau, in Southeast, this is a fishery. A lot of people don't know it's, you know, close to a $100 million fishery. It's primarily families. We do not want the devastation that would hit particularly Southeast Alaska if this court decision remains without being able to fish. Sullivan adds this comment in regards to the conservation group preparing to file an Endangered Species Act petition for several Alaska king salmon populations. My team and I have meetings with the Department of Justice as well, because now that this is in litigation, they need to be partners and understand the urgency of the July 1st deadline. The real frustration here is that this is an Endangered Species Act, really abuse, Dealing with orca whales in Puget Sound. That's the lawsuit. Our fishermen have absolutely done nothing wrong. The Wild Fish Conservancy's case rests on the idea that king salmon harvests in southeast Alaska drive the decline of southern resident orcas. May's job count was up by 5,800, or 1.8 percent, from May of last year. Most Alaska industries grew or remained flat over the year, with two exceptions. Manufacturing, which lost 500 jobs over the year, and information, which lost 100. Manufacturing employment, which is mostly seafood processing in Alaska, can vary considerably from year to year. Information has been on a long, gradual decline as the industry adjusts to changing technology. Leisure and hospitality grew the most at 2,600 jobs over the year and exceeded its pre-pandemic job levels. Professional and business services added 800 jobs, followed by healthcare at 600. The public sector added jobs over the year, led by federal government at 400, local government, which includes public schools, was up by 300, and state government by 200. State and local government both remain below pre-pandemic levels. Alaska's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate dropped to 3.6% in May, and the comparable U.S. rate increased to 3.7%. Alaska's unemployment rate is typically higher than the nation's, but the trend has been less consistent during pandemic recovery. And on June 13th at 12 p.m., investigators with the Alaska State Troopers Statewide Drug Enforcement Unit contacted 36-year-old Bellingham, Washington resident Christopher Mitchell as he was traveling to Sand Point. Mitchell was placed under arrest for an outstanding warrant out of Kodiak. Further investigation revealed Mitchell was in possession of approximately 40.2 grams of fentanyl and 8.2 grams of methamphetamine. The drugs were seized and have a total Sandpoint Street value of over $93,000 
It included approximately 20,000 potentially fatal doses of fentanyl. Mitchell was remanded to the Anchorage Correctional Center on his arrest warrant and new charges for misconduct involving a controlled substance in the second degree, misconduct involving a controlled substance in the third degree, and promoting contraband in the first degree. Coming up next on News of the North with Jazz Garrett, hundreds of people gathered together yesterday to send off the Polynesian voyaging canoe the Hokulea on her journey. And Kenny Solomon Gross of Gross, Alaska came on to Capital Chat to talk about the theater's summer film series. Those stories and more next on News of the North. You're listening to News of the North. Hundreds of people gathered together yesterday to send off the Polynesian voyaging canoe Hokulea on her journey. The chant was meant to be a blessing of good spirits for the canoe to carry with her on her voyage. The global launch event included Alaska Native and Hawaiian cultural protocols, dances, chants, and prayers for a ceremonial send-off for Hokulea before she embarks on the four-year voyage around the Pacific. Representatives from Alaska, Indigenous, Taiwan, Micronesia, Samoa, Rarotonga, and New Zealand shared their well wishes and commitments to the mission of the voyage. Moana Nuiakea is the voyage for the planet. Nainoa Thompson, navigator and president of the Polynesian Voyaging Society, gave his remarks. Constant reminder that the forests aren't trees, those are our children, that the animals in the sea, that's our relatives. What we do to the land, what we do to the sea, we do it in the context of love of family. Because love of family and place is actually the same thing. In 1990, under Brian Mowat's leadership, Sea Alaska Heritage Institute gifted two 200-foot Sika spruce logs to Hawaii. This was in order to build their canoe, Hawaii Loa. And we're all still mourning our great leader, Byron Mowat. And then to be asked by his family that really rightfully should have carried that paddle. But the story is when they go out on the yacht and they travel far and long, when the canoes come home, if someone's missing, if someone's not coming home, someone holds the paddle up. The paddle that is carved and painted of the warrior that's not coming home. Having the honor and the privilege to hold up that paddle as we came into Yakutat is beyond imagination. And it had to come from the love of that community for that man. Kenny Solomon Gross, owner of Glacier Cinema's Gross Alaska Theaters, joined Capital Chat to talk about a summer film series. Try to get free movies out to the community so people that, that maybe don't have a chance to come to the movies or aren't able to can, can really come to the movies and really enjoy cinema. For the, for the whole summer, every other week on Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock in the morning, our doors will open at 9.30, we're going to be showing a family-friendly movie, welcoming everybody in the community it's totally free. Just come on in. And if you've got kids with you, we, we got booster seats for you guys to come in and enjoy. And everybody hopefully will love the movie theater. And hopefully we'll just get a couple of kids that when the lights come down and they can smell the cinema, they're just going to fall in love with the theater like I know I did when I was a kid. This is how the free movies are supported. We wouldn't be able to have this possible if it wasn't for our sponsors. Uh, we had five sponsors that really helped us this year. And one is a Glacier Auto parts napa bartlett regional hospital which is kind of near and dear to me valley paint center charlie and his boys out there thank you guys very much robin lonas state farm and of course wade at subway we want to thank all of them knowing that they helped us make this possible for the community 
He also talks about some of the movies included in the series. Basically, I pick these movies with with my team mostly because I love them. You know, uh, Land Before Time, an older film, but like you said, nostalgic with a lot of people that are having kids right now or or my kids or my grandkids, and I loved it. And The Secret Life of Pets, just such a such a fun film. I wanted to, to play something that was fun, family-oriented, that both, you know, you bring your kids, you're going to like the movie as much as your kids are going to like the movies. Other movies that will play are Puss in Boots and Trolls. Here's how to watch the movies. All they need to do is show up. It's really simple. Doors open at 9.30 each day of the event. Just show up and you don't have to go uh, get tickets or anything. We just count you as you come in so we don't overfill. But one of the thing is, things as great as being in the digital age is if we fill one theater up, we move it over to the other theater. So we're able to, to really have some great capacity for this film series. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.